If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions, but the way we open the episode is with an intro portion. This is where we talk about current events. We bring up scientific studies and we talk about our lives. So it's basically a fun conversation. Yeah. Today's intro portion was 54 minutes. After that, we got to the fitness stuff. So here's what we talked about in today's podcast episode. We opened up by talking about the Viore event that we went to last night and how Adam was getting complimented on his amazing skin. By the way, Adam has been using Caldera products on his skin uh, and I promise you, his skin looks incredible. In fact, if you find us on YouTube, you'll see exactly what I'm talking Big about. Big transformation. And we have a discount for you uh, if you go through us. So head over to calderalab.com. So C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. Get 20% off your first order of the good serum. It's called the good. Then we talked about the first transgender athlete in the Olympics, uh, Laurel Hubbard. Then we talked about Andre the Giant. More facts about this fascinating man. Then we talked about strongman, strongman competitions from way back in the day. Did you know that they actually lifted stuff with their teeth? Yeah. Kind of cool. Ouch. Then we talked about why people go off the wagon. There's a psychological term for it, in fact. Then we mentioned another one of our sponsors, Z-Biotics. Now, Z-Biotics makes genetically modified probiotic drinks that you take before you drink alcohol. Now, what these special bacteria do, and they're patented, by the way, what these special bacteria do is they produce compounds that specifically break down the negative byproducts of alcohol consumption. What does that mean? It means you drink antibiotics, you drink alcohol, the next day you feel way better, yeah. and this stuff really works. You feel weirdly energetic. Go check it out. Head over to zbiotics.com. That's Z-B-I-O-T-I-S, excuse me, Z-B-I-O-T-I-C-S. Dot com forward slash mind pump. Easy for me to say, right? Yeah. And use the code mind pump and get 10% off. Then I talked about how the U.S. government lost a nuke off the coast of Georgia. Still lost. <laughs> Scaring weird. the hell out of me. Then we talked about that Titanic and the conspiracy surrounding it. Uh, we brought up Microsoft's app policy. Now they're going to be competing with the giants out there. Uh, and then we talked about Steven Spielberg working with Spielberg. Netflix. I said his name wrong. I like night. it. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Then we got to the questions. Here's the first one. This person says, look, I have a hard time activating uh, my non-dominant side. Give me some tips. Uh, the next question, this person wants to know if meditation can help build muscle. The third question, this person wants to know how to work on shoulder blade winging. And the fourth question, this person wants to know if there's any value to taking a pre-workout that doesn't contain any stimulants. Also, one day left for our huge Maps Prime, Maps Prime Pro, and Prime Bundle Sale. So they're all 50% off. You have 24 hours to take advantage of this promotion. It'll be gone for the rest of the year after the next 24 hours. Again, they're all half off. Go check them out. Head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just don't forget to use the code June Prime with no space for the discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time! <laughs> Shit, dog. It's my favorite time of the week. Oh, my God. Man, Adam, was... what have you been doing? <laughs> I, got, I got into metal. Why, <laughs> way way yeah. manlier. Yeah. yeah. We have four winners, two for Apple Podcasts, two for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are Geek Gains and Michelle 
C002. And for Facebook, we've got Caitlin Siba and Bill Romano. All four of you are winners in the names I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. And I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your thighs. Wow, dude. It's all I ever wanted. Oh, my God. It's been a while since we've heard the voice of an angel. Mm, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to warm up the pipes. Well, you gotta be, yeah, you, <laughs> you gotta be careful though, because you get, you'll get Adam to cry again. <laughs> again. And then we can't do the podcast. Do you, do yeah. you see my underwear? I, I don't want to in here. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> hey man. Hey. Was that on my chair? So, what no, are you doing in here? We, Doug walks in this morning, it's just a pair of, not clean, no, no, very, obviously used very, underwear. Very, very sweaty too. Very, yeah. very sweaty. <laughs> So last night, right? How do you so get we, the skid marks out, by the way? Because yeah, I saw there was a you know, bad one on there. Dark underwear. You know, that's the They secret. weren't mine because the there weren't a lot of holes. Yeah. Your wife lets you get away with that? If no, Katr- she doesn't. Yeah. She throws them away and I get pissed. If I'm wearing that, ones. Katrina will come over and stick her finger in and rip them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then you're yeah. just naked? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have sex? Never leads to that, actually. Oh. Uh, well, then it's not a good Walk yeah. around the neighbor yeah. see you. It's that's not, that's, that's to me. not fun. It's like yeah. a, she's making fun of me, not like she's, this is sexy. Because that's what I would do. Yeah, she, yeah. If, if Jessica just ripped my underwear off, well, I mean, like, well, I, we're here. Yeah. I mean, I turn yeah. around and try to do the- yeah. What are we going to do now? You do the Chinese drums? I do the helicopter. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The Chinese drums? You guys remember Karate Kid, where they're like, that's what Adam does. Um, so what is it about guys and shirts and underwear with holes in them that we just like so much? It, that's a thing, right? I don't know. I think it's just a comfortable thing. It's, no, it's I think a nostalgia thing. I think we're lazy. And and we're lazy. No, I, I can have a brand new shirt and then I can have my shirt with oh, holes in well, it. Oh, well, okay. Shirts are different. Like shirts. The comfort is yeah, yeah. yeah, you wear them in, you know, to where it's like nice and soft and it's hugging you. Finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, maybe it's going to fall apart, but you whatever. Know what, you know yeah, who does might. a good job with those shirts like that is Target, but then they they only get so many washes and then they're done. They, they already yeah. look like they're they going to wash Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so amazing for like three months. And I guess that's the deal. I mean, I think where they run like six or nine bucks for some of those, like the shirts that I, we, you all have had them. I know I bought you guys some before that. Are yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, you bought yeah. me a NASA one. I think. Yeah. I got you a NASA one. <laughs> I, well, Doug, what did I get you? I got a NASA one as well. Oh yeah. Oh no. You oh. got, maybe I got you like a nerd science one. I've worn that thing that, a lot. That's you about like as it far, though, right? Yeah, I like it. It's super it's well. Yeah. That's about as far as the nerd yeah. science so goes with Target shirts. I've so. bought two of the, the, uh, two or three of the Coke ones, but they fade, you know, after you, oh, yeah. I like them so much. I wear them a lot and they, they, you can only get so many washes out of a target shirt yeah, yeah. and then they're done so you know? they're 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 uh what's the word i want to use environmentally friendly because you just wash them and then they yeah. just turn into the earth but the underwear <laughs> thing last night that was my bad so that yeah, was how did that happen what do you why are you getting naked in the well studio? last night <laughs> that's i mean what the fuck i was cha- i was changing it well last night we had the we do have cameras in we here. had the viore event yeah we'll, we'll watch the cameras yeah. later doug watch the video do we have, we don't have cameras in here do of course we? we do i mean we have these cameras but we don't have oh, so, I mean, that one stay, they're on or that not. one stays on bro so yeah. we're gonna review the the, the security footage because <laughs> i don't believe the original story you're gonna find yeah. a whole lot more not that in there hey. <laughs> <laughs> no Yikes. so what happened i have my me time on justin's chair when come on <laughs> come on man <laughs> it's just better, better lighting over on your side I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 
it, it every, sort of fosters everything. That sort everything of, looks bigger over in that yeah. angle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not an illusion. It's facing the, <laughs> it's, it's it's facing the door with the window. That way you can see if somebody that's walks right, by. That's right. No, so what happened? Was it in your gym bag? Well, you, no. So, I mean, last night, well, first of all, I had a whole stack of like uh, Viore. I, I brought more clothes than I normally would to the studio because we were, we were going to Viore. I knew Viore was sending over new gear for us, but I don't like when anybody dresses me. So I was really nervous. I, on know, like, I have issues with that too. Yeah. I so, love it. So, yeah, yeah no, you're you all do. about it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would well, love to Well, that's because your mom laid your clothes yeah. out till you were 25. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yes, Come on, bro. I was 19. A, Get the story <laughs> right. right. It's, it's a big difference. <laughs> have a good day. It's cool. Hold on. I got to comb your hair. Sometimes she forget. Be walking around my underwear. Mom. I'm 25, mom. I got to go. I got a date. Yeah. What the hell? What am I supposed to wear? Anyway, so was it? So, so yeah. So no, I was just, and we were rushing out the door to leave because I did the sauna. I showered here and everything. And then I come in, you're right. I come in here and I change. And so I'm like, I scooped up all my clothes. I was carrying my water bottle. I had another drink and I had all this stuff in my hands and I didn't even realize that I dropped it on the way out. So yeah. I get a picture this morning from Doug. Like, what the fuck? I ended up wearing Adam's pants last night. You didn't know that, did you? Why? Yeah. Did you yeah. see it? They look good on him, huh? I was, yeah, because they look, they again, they dressed me with uh, these other really cool green ones, but um, I don't think it was ripstop, but I was wearing Adam's ripstop. It was like the white ones because it actually fit me better. Like, was yeah. the size? Did they give you too well, you small? Got, no, it was actually too parachutey. You know, like so it like fit my hips, but not. I don't know, dude. It didn't form Wait a fit minute. me very. They much. were big on your cakes. They were big. Yeah, no, no, not floaty. on his cakes. Like, no, it was like my legs. Were I was just gonna kind say because that's I don't like know. MC Hammer like out. Triple you know? XL then. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Anyways, the other one it was a better fit. Yeah, and I felt better. We everybody looked really good. I yeah. laughed so they because okay so we did a Viore for people who don't know what we're talking about. We did an, a, a grand opening event for Viore in Santana Row here up in San Jose. Yeah, it was right? a soft launch. First. A soft launch. By the way, brilliant. They opened up across the street from yes. Lululemon. So is it you I was I talking to? So that, gangster. You know that's like a, their strategy. They're, they're, I, know, I don't know if we're supposed to talk so much about. Oh, that. Yeah. but anyway, <laughs> it's just. I mean, come on. It seems like it would be a good strategy. Yeah. But anyway, um, they had a representative figured that out. Stop by the studio and bring us brand new Viore clothes for the event. Yeah. And so I had uh, I had these pants that I'm wearing right now, and then I had this shirt that I don't know what color would you say that shirt is. Kind of like a brown. Oh, it was like gold a mustardy, something like that, right? Yeah, mustard would be a good color. Yeah. yeah. So I put I had a, a brown one on. Yeah, it, I, it actually looked really good. You didn't want it like you're, oh, I don't know about this color. It looked really good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I put it on, and through the the sleep exhaustion and everything my wife looks up and she goes oh my god he looks so handsome <laughs> i was like okay this wow. shirt's in the regular rotation Fiori bringing it into yeah. the bedroom yeah. so so we go to the event right we're talking to all these all of our friends and other fitness people in the area great time here's the highlight though here's the highlight several times because i'm i'm watching everything i'm talking to people we're mingling we're doing our you know yeah, we're doing our we're, thing we're full network mode at least two times, <clears throat> I'm next to Adam. I'm talking to other people, but uh, you, I can hear other conversations, right? And at least a couple times, people go up to Adam. This is true now. They go up to Adam and go, man, your skin looks really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard that, huh? Is it the I lighting did, in here? I did yeah. get that a few times, dude. I'm yeah. like, I it's so funny. Hey, shout out to Caldera, dude. I'll tell you right now. I have been religious Now is it this I've right never here? in my life. Uh, so I use that too. I actually use the serum today. A serum is what introduced me to it, right? So I was using it for psoriasis in my face. And this is I, the one we always, that yeah. all of us have used. But right? I actually, I'm on I'm an the- I'm addict with that one now. I'm actually the, the moisturizer and the cleanser. I'm more on a kick than anything else now. So I'll use the serum throughout the day if I feel like I'm dry. I keep one here at the studio. But at home, 
religiously every night, every every morning when I shower, I do the the face cleanse and then the moisturizer. Never in my life have I ever done anything like this before. Yeah. Figured I'm. I've never put those words together in a yeah. sentence. Neither yeah, have I. I. You know, I. You know, I had to like. So I did a video. Justin's for it. like, I use moisturizer for one thing. No, listen, moisturizer. It's hey, really hard to say. It's so foreign to me that I did. A, I did like a little video for them on my Instagram, and I'm like, I had to like read the label like multiple times to remember like, oh, what a the order. What, yeah, what? A, what's a cleanser? What's a moisturizer? I don't fucking know what any of that stuff is. That's a girl shit. You know what I'm saying? I so I didn't know. Like, so I had to like remember like which one's which. Yeah. Before, and I remember I shot it like two different times because I kept messing it up. I'm like, God damn, they don't. It's like those memes. You guys ever see those memes where they're like, uh, you know, my girlfriend's cleaning products. And it's like one for hair, one for ass, yeah, one guys, for feet. One. One, and the guy's yeah. like, yeah, all in one. Like, yeah. it'll wash your hair, your balls, clean your car, <laughs> decrease your engine. You know, like, yeah. one, dude. Cures dandruff. Yeah, yeah so everything is so good. True. But, um, you know, okay, here's the beauty of the fact that we videotape our podcast now. Yeah, you go back and look. We're not lying. If you look at his face right now. It's always been handsome, but now <laughs> it's uh, it's a even, tiny bit it's more. A it's handsome. yeah, it's really good. No, I know. I'm emanating handsome. I notice a difference. I notice a difference, and uh, pretty quickly too. It didn't take very long of consistency uh, as far as like when I really noticed. Uh, and what I notice is just my skin looks really clear. It's ba it balances because I've used. So here's the deal with my skin. I have naturally oily, uh, you know, skin. Right. Obviously, my parents are Mediterranean, so yeah. it's just just what happens. And if I mess with moisturizers or anything on my face, it's yeah. it, it just adds too much and I'll break out because I'm already oily. Yeah. The caldera balances it out. So it's like I put it on my skin is oily. Justin is the opposite, is yeah. dry. I'm like a sponge and, in the desert. And his balances out too. And yeah. it's because of the formula that they use. No. So it's really yeah, it's, fire. It's, it's, it's really good, good stuff. You know what else was nice about last night at, uh, at Viore was it, it was one of the first times I've been to in a long time an event with a lot of people, nobody's wearing masks, we're all hanging out, we're all having good conversation. Because, you know, California, they lifted the mask yeah, thing or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a nice get-together. Yeah. It, it felt like, normal. Oh, hey. Yeah. It like, felt you're normal. You're another human being I can communicate with. Yeah. It was so I, nice. I did, see, I did see the staff, though, have to go put their masks on because I think uh, OSHA requires- I think they're still required. Oh, uh, for yeah. workers? Yeah. yeah. So I did, feel, I, I did feel a little bad for them, but mm -hmm. everybody else that was there networking. What a great time, though, man. I, like, I, I had a really good time last night and wasn't sure. It was kind of a last-minute thing that we threw together, mm -hmm. um, but the turnout was incredible and had some really great conversations with some uh, really brilliant- A lot of interesting people there. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah, of fun. fun. I, I saw Dr. Brink there. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. yeah shout so. out to Brink, yeah. dude. I wish I got a chance to talk to him a little bit longer. I was real brief with yeah. him. It was, that was a hard thing. You I know, did. he moved his office- to uh, is it Knox Gym? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, I think they did. He, they expanded. He bought the the building next door. Is that right, Justin? You've been over there. So, so. He, yeah. So he's with like Josh Thompson owns the Knox Gym. It's right around the corner from your house. He's yeah. Yeah. So he runs some classes there, but like it's a pretty big facility. So he was able to put all of his stuff in there. Most of his recovery, except for his cryo uh, uh, machine, and so he's like probably going to sell that off. Oh, he's okay. What? I know. I was like, oh. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know either. So I was, I was, I was going to talk to you guys about that. I'm like, do we want a cryo machine? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Would we want a cryo machine? I mean, we that much value. It was enjoyable. We could trade it for an infrared sauna. Oh, that's yeah. right. We got an extra one, don't we? You think he'd want to do yeah. that? I don't know. We should uh, now. Either now, way, he's still running a lot of the the cool stuff that he was doing there before yeah. with the Normatec boots and all that. Kind of if we had a cryo in here, I would use it. Yeah, you use everything. Me too. But here's the <laughs> have thing: you, have you, have you, dude? Uh, no, cold to hot. Hey, have you, have either one of you actually cryoed and lifted? I did. Yeah, 
fucking amazing. I so did. It's the it's best. Not bad. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's it does get it amps the CNS, so it's like a it's like a caffeine it, shop. Yes. Yeah. No, it feels amazing. Yeah. It, now, he, okay. So I don't know the, what goes into it. Does a cryo machine require you buy tanks of nitric? Oh uh, yeah. Got yeah. Gas yeah. and you all have that the stuff? nitric oxide. Oh, that's tank the thing. Attached to it. Yeah. He's he, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. But like, it, it was. What are you gonna say, Doug? What are you gonna say? Oh, liquid nitrogen. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Don't fuck that up. Yeah. Get the right thing. You ever watch Terminator Two? Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to get. No, it's cool though. Like he did, he mention to you how many listeners have come to see him yeah. in person. Well, Doctor Brink, for people oh, no, don't, he hasn't said for that. people yeah. who don't know, he, remember we've been doing this for a long time. He had such a profound impact on us because he's so exceptionally good at what he does, correctional movement and uh, mobility work and curing pain. He had such a huge profound impact on us that we it, it led to some of the development of. Maps uh, Prime Pro. Um, so he's he, the guy's exceptional. So if you're if you're looking for somebody to work on you, either virtually yeah. or in person, he's the best, dude. The, by I, far, for sure, the best in the Bay Area. By far, I, I've 100%. never 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 met anybody that is as talented and as smart as he is, and has, has helped me out as much as he has. Yeah, yeah. and he up. works. I mean, he's always worked with like a lot of high level athletes and the regular people. So he's done MMA, and all, that's how he's connected to them. So yeah. Speaking of athletes, we got to talk about this. What we got to talk about. Uh, Laurel Hubbard. You know who that is? I do know. What's that name? That is the transgender weightlifting oh, athlete. That's why I know the name. That's going to be competing in the, uh, the Olympic, Olympics Olympics. in Tokyo. Olympic weightlifting, right? It, Olympic weightlifting. So I've gotten is so many he, DMs yeah, no, from people who are like, please talk about this. Please talk about this. Okay, so here's I'm gonna. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, what are we gonna, someone it's happening. Asked, they asked me. Yeah, they asked me on my question. <laughs> like, they on oh, my yeah. uh, Q and A. Someone asked me how what I think about, it, and I said, "Well, it sucks for all the other uh, chicks competing against." Yeah, that does suck. That's how I feel. Well, okay, so I, I mean, want to give. Uh, there's a couple thoughts that I have on this that I, I would like to express. In, in the, one of them is very tragic, in my opinion, uh, because I'm all for individual uh, liberty and rights. I think this, this. Well, I don't think this is true. The smallest of all minorities is the individual. So if you, so I do believe all individuals' rights and liberties should be. Uh, com completely respected, which includes groups like LGBT and other groups. Here's the problem, though. I think something like this is going to set back uh -huh. the LGBT community because this is a fact. I'll debate anybody on this, and the science will sh support it. For sure, there's a, a level of gaslighting that's going on with this because uh, in the pursuit of you know, uh, Acceptance equality and, and rights yeah. and fairness, in that pursuit... They're gaslighting people by blatantly lying, and this is what the lie is. The lie is that if you no advantage. go through puberty as a male, that once you block hormones and transition, that you completely erase that advantage that men definitely well, obviously have. It's not true. Wasn't somebody talking to us, and, and please you know, finish this for me because I'll probably you know, totally not repeat it correctly so but we were having a conversation i believe i want to say justin it was with jesse up in tahoe okay and he was sharing that within the the community that there's uh there's a lot of like behind the scenes drama that's going on between i think lesbian and transgender i think the, it has to do with the like, like they, and and feminists they're split yes also yeah, yeah there's some split there with like women's rights yeah. and well when it comes in classification really, and, and it's the sports that there's a big split because yeah. if you're that's why I'm bringing it up because I think it has it has to do with, has to do with the sports yeah. because let's say for example there was an athlete a, a female weightlifting athlete that missed the cut she'd been training her whole life missed the cut to compete in the Olympics because Laurel Hubbard made it in so there's only so many slots so you have an athlete been 
working their ass off trying. And it's look, it's a fact. Biological men have a significant physical advantage over women. And it's also a fact that you don't erase it completely. You just don't. When you go through puberty, there's a lot of permanent stuff that happens. You lose some of it, but not all of it. I mean, you could put me in all the hormone blockers you want. I'll still be stronger than my sister. Like, and you could put her on testosterone, and I'll probably still be stronger than my sister. This is just uh, a total fact. By the way, check this out. There's some more crazy stuff. Um, you know, the committee's testosterone guideline is higher for transgender athletes than cis, than cis women. So they're allowed to use they're, more. They're allowed to have higher uh, testosterone levels. Um, because they're taking synthetic. Be, no, because they're because. So see, now that's where it's interesting, right? So if if you're a woman competing and you know that there's you know transgender in the mix, like why why wouldn't you be able to take exogenous uh, testosterone? I don't know, man. I think it's to, to level it out. It, it, again, this is just like it's so politicized to where like we're not really talking about what actually is fair. Yeah, there's there's treating people with dignity and respect, which you should, and then there's just facts. Yeah, and if if you want to say, I think we're just in a really, I think we're just in a weird time. Like I don't get, I know right now it's like the thing to talk about and get all riled up about because it's, uh, but I, this is just a, a perfect. I hate reason. being gaslighted, bro. I can't stand it. I know. I. It really pisses me off. But here's the thing: we're we're in the middle of this this transition, right? This is this is new. This is new for us, and like how, and I think everyone is trying to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. And I want to believe that more and more situations like this is going to surface and eventually what will happen and as more and more transgender athletes come out that actually do want to compete at the higher level they'll create a category for themselves they'll be they'll be transgender athletes and then they'll be so here's the, well, that, that's the logical way to handle it but the the where it meets the road is that you know they want to be accepted as a woman you know fully and so the, and that they don't want to be indistinguished from being yeah. a woman and that's so the, it's that's like the you challenge. can't really yeah so that's why you can't really have a logical conversation at that yeah point. that's the challenge and here's the deal adam it ain't gonna go it ain't gonna go backwards it once they allow them to complete compete fully they're not going to take that away because uh, then it's going to be viewed as taking away. I don't necessarily believe that. I believe that. You think there's going to be a pendulum swing? I do. Direction? I do. And I, I think that I think there's going to be enough situations where a, a woman, like you said, that is getting ready to compete in the Olympics gets fucked. And it's they're gonna they're going. I, I don't. It's gonna think, have to be women that speak up. That's why. That's so what that's is. that's this their fight. That's what's going to happen. Is yeah. right. I don't think a lot of you know, women athletes were thinking about that originally when this first started to happen. And mm -hmm. then now that it's starting to unfold and they see that, and then when they start taking scholarships mm -hmm. from other women and they start, you know, squeezing them out for the Olympics and things like that, then it's going to be women that come forward and that voice is going to be heard. Not from a bunch of meathead white males. <laughs> yeah. That's not who's going to listen. Like they're not going to listen to you or I talk right. about how it's unfair and that they're, no one gives a fuck about what we yeah, have to say about course. it. Of course. But, when a bunch of women that are getting fucked in this situation realize like, wow, this could get out of control and this could become a problem. And this is really hurting a lot of these female athletes that have been working their entire life for this moment. And they get squeezed out because someone decided to change their sex two years ago and now has the ability to come in and compete against yeah. us. Which, by the way, is that is that can they do? I just said that. I don't right? know how many years it is. is I he, think it's like uh, three years. You know, they used to be required to have bottom surgery, too, but they're not either. They're not yeah. required to have surgery, just the, the hormonal change. So they've made it more. More and more, which I don't know if that really matters. Yeah, it doesn't, well, but yeah. but in my opinion, um, it, look, the I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how much of a difference this would make. It's but, not as aerodynamic. I know that much. <laughs> no, <laughs> that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. No, okay. So here, I'm going to push the controversy. I'm going to push the controversy a little further. Okay, here. okay. So uh, so I think this is uh, you know important. 
you guys are familiar with the extremes that athletes will go to just to win. Well, I, the case you're about to make uh-huh. is the case that I made when we had the two transgenders it, 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 on. Yeah. Do yeah, you yeah. think that there's going to be... I do. There, there potentially could be somebody that, that wants to win so bad. That's competitive mind. And, that you, remove, is what, that, and you remove barriers to let them do that's this. That's what's going to stop this. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to really... Because right now it's kind of... You know, who wants to tell somebody who has decided to transition their whole life and they're maybe they're not going to go win a competition, that they can't go compete with girls, and it's not a big deal right now. But when it gets so popular that people are going and actually changing their sex to win a gold medal. Right. And that happens more than and once. And people are like, you that would somebody like a Lance Armstrong And yes, it will happen. Yes, it will oh, happen. Oh, they, they, yeah. they do crazy shit anyway. And the, exa- and the reason why I made that argument when we had the two transgender athletes on our show, that that will happen, and I think it's absurd to think it won't happen, is because you they did that survey on Olympic athletes. After after would you would you would you uh, if you were going to die five years later okay so they they guarantee that you win yeah but guaranteed you were going to win a gold medal would you accept that trade a majority yes yes. like eighty percent or something ridiculous more than half said yes I know so if more than half the people would accept that they were willing to die five years later just to achieve this gold medal what makes you think that there's not a percentage of people out there that would be willing to change their sex right. just so they could win? I just don't, yeah. I think it's silly. Well, it's naive to think that that won't happen. So it'll be it, either way. It's going to be really interesting to watch like what happens after this. Right. And see like how, uh, if, uh, what's her, what's her name again? Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard, like just wins the gold. And then, you know, what kind no, of response? I mean, no, no. is there a chance that she doesn't? I well, mean, I mean, course. I'm assuming it's going to happen, but okay. So here's the thing. And this is what, this is the worst argument in the world that people try to make. There's a, variance in women and a variance in men. The strongest women in the world are stronger than the weakest men in the world. Right. So that's true, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're that generally speaking there's an equivalent with physical strength and power and all that stuff. Generally speaking, men obviously are are several layers higher in in performance. That's a fact. So here's the here's the problem. If Laurel Hubbard wins gold, then it's going to be like, I told you, this is what's going to, you know, whatever. But here's what might happen. And she doesn't. Laurel Hubbard gets bronze or nothing, right? Then mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, see, like, see yeah, there isn't that. an advantage. Right. Still not fucking true. That's yeah. still not true. Yeah. It, they, they, there's a clear advantage. And just because they didn't win first place, second or third, doesn't mean that there isn't a, a clear advantage. There yeah. is an advantage. There always is. By the way, you know Laurel Hubbard, when before transitioning, competed as a weightlifter as well. As a male, right? As a male, yeah, and that's where this makes did not sense. and didn't rank very highly at all, and then transitioned and now is you know made it to the Olympics as a forty-something-year-old yeah. uh, athlete. So. I don't know. I think there's a I think there's a there's a loud minority that is is pro it and doesn't doesn't really give it. And then there then there's most people who go scratch their head and go like, yeah, I don't think. I don't even if you this. don't understand the science, I think there's still a large portion of people who go like, that doesn't seem like it should be fair. Like, yeah. I don't think that's right. And I think as more of these cases come out and when we do start to see what I think we are both predicting is going to happen, yeah. which is yeah. people transitioning for the pursuit of winning championships and gold medals. And so, and yes, it will happen. It's only a matter of time before it does. And then when it becomes a thing, when multiple people start doing it, I think the big there's thing going to be a, a backlash. Well, see, I think the big thing that'll change it is just when this just becomes super dominant in sport. That's what yeah. I think. When you start to see like, oh my gosh, they're crushing it. Well, that's what it's, it's unfortunate for, yeah, those the women that have been working their entire lives for that moment. Well, you know, it's like, 
You got to think about like what it takes to be an Olympic athlete your whole life. By the way, it's already challenging to be a female athlete because the opportunities are still are way smaller. Well, and I want to I want to defend the transgender too. It's not it's they it's not like it's easy for them too. Just because they were of course a a, a male before transition doesn't mean like all of a sudden they should be great at powerlifting or whatever like that. Like I mean they they to their credit also they have worked their ass off to get to the level where they're at and then they and and in their defense they just want to compete right Right. so i made this decision i want to change my sex i've always loved competing where do i go now and your your only place the option they have for you is there unless yeah we haven't figured that out yet like where where it is to kind of place yeah what was that statistic it was like the fastest woman in the world ran like the world record and then there's something like thousands of high school male athletes yeah do it every every year that do it every single year i mean there's a clear difference there please don't gaslight everybody if you want to be honest just say there's an advantage but we don't care we think this is what we need to do then i'm okay but when you say there's no advantage come on dude no the strongest fastest the strongest fastest highest jumping every every physical pursuit category the the male version beats the female version yeah you know but that doesn't mean that there's not like you said many women that are extremely strong there's there's a lot of women that kick my ass in a boxing ring there's a lot of women that would throw me around on a jiu-jitsu mat sure. but i'm not world class at any of those things you take a world-class male at those things and they're going to win every time so there's yeah. a there's a clear and it's not just what it, i think what people are confused about is that it's a hormone thing. It's not no, just testosterone. It's not just that. No, it's not. It's not. Just and there's muscle. a lot of permanent stuff that happens. And muscle memories are very real things. So you build yeah. a ton of muscle through puberty, and you have it as a male, and then you transition. You don't lose. It's the similar it. case that we've talked about with MMA athletes who use steroids to get up in a weight class, and I then mean, they compete against a naturally. Based that's right. Guy. I'll take the natural guy along. I'll take the, the the natural dude who walks around at 240 his whole life and is used to that and has the bones, the ligaments, the tendons to support that size naturally. Then the guy has to juice himself the, up. Yeah, then the guy that hormonally shot himself up to get up to that class. Yeah. That natural dude is, has the advantage in that yeah. situation. Yeah, so, Hey, speaking of athletes, you know how uh, I brought up Andre the Giant in a previous episode? Yeah, 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 talked yeah. about like some of the stuff. So I, I, He made me want to watch it. Well, dude, so I pull up. One. This, okay, this guy literally blows my mind with some of the stuff that, uh, that, that I read about him, right? So... Trip off this. These are some st- these are some facts about Andre the Giant that are just a total trip. So we talked about his world record of drinking. I thought it was 119 beers in one night, which <laughs> is insane. that is insane. I still can't fathom that. Okay, I looked at I looked it up. Right, read up some more statistics. Check this out. He drank every day 7,000 calories worth of of, of booze every wow. day. Every day. Every day. Every day? 7,000 calories of booze. What did he eat? What, Every what, single how day. How old was he when he, pi- when he passed? See, he died young because the gigantism, which is this, this yeah, pituitary, just, that you, you end up shooting up, getting real big, real strong, and then you get this where your bones hurt, your joints hurt, yeah. and then you die. Now, did you read any, Did yeah. you read anything on like, because uh, I don't remember reading this in the Hitman book. Did he t- talk about like, you know, why so much alcohol? Like did was it was he depressed? Was he? I think he just enjoyed it and he could metabolize he, it. I mean, he definitely partied all the time. Well, like it, in the documentary it, they showed it. it. It wasn't just alcohol. So when he would go out to dinner, if he wanted to like shock people, this is something that he would do routinely. You ready for this? Yeah. At one sitting, he would eat twelve steaks and fifteen lobsters. 
<laughs> 12 steaks and 15 lobsters. Yes. Yeah, you get $10,000 tap. Yeah, I was going to say, that's super expensive. <laughs> just to, oh, just, just to kind of like shock people. You'd be like, I'll, I'll eat this and everyone's going to freak out. And this is not this is not including the amount of booze yeah. that he would throw on top of it. Wow. Yeah. Just he, shows up at a restaurant. Oh, we're out of the special. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andre's here. So here's another, check this out. When he would get surgery, because later on he had to get surgery, the anesthesiologist had a really tough time figuring out the dosage for this guy because he was massive and he obviously had a metabolism that metabolized. <laughs> you know what I get what's in my head right now because you just said that is like, I can't help but think like, you know how you guys ever been like a really fine like uh, fish restaurant and they like roll the fish out and you pick your fish you're yeah. going to eat. Oh, like, yeah, I'll take you like a cart. I can yeah. do like a, a cow. You know, we watch, <laughs> just, we do, like different, like three yeah. different cows. Walk in. Which one would you like? This is Bessie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take her. Yeah. 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 Can you cut the left Three leg off? Yes. I'll eat yeah. the rest. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah no. Oh, 46 years old. Wow, he, he was that young. He also, yeah, he died young, 46. And in those last years, he was in a lot of pain. You remember uh, The Princess Bride? Yep. Okay, that's a great movie. He's in it. And by that point, he was in a lot of pain. In some many of those scenes, he had to be stabilized by devices and stuff because he had so much back pain. Yeah, it's sad. Poor dude. guy, right? Yeah. His shoe size was 22. So he had a shoe size of, of 22. <laughs> and his ring was so big on his finger that you could put a silver dollar coin through it. Whoa. Yeah. A silver dollar? Uh -huh. Some sausage digits. Huh? I know. No Dang. way, yeah. dude. That's like that. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if he was your proctologist. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a funny thing. You know, ten, 10 careers, Andre the Giant would not be good at. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Proctologist. Yeah, we should Can start I get that, a second opinion? Start that list on the forum. 10 jobs, Andre the Giant would not, or in the in the YouTube comments, 10 jobs that the, uh, okay, the Andre the Giant want, would not be good I, at. I want you to relax. Oh, oh. <laughs> what else? Like, What's another job you need? Like, like you know, you would be terrible at uh, sewing, right? You, you couldn't uh, yeah. build a sew very well. You wouldn't be good at building Legos. Yeah. <laughs> His wrist size was the same as a gorilla. So he had a, he had a wrist size as big as a, as an average wow. gorilla. Yeah, massive human. He's probably the closest example of what gorilla strength is probably be like in a human, I would think. Yeah, so I was reading stories about him because I got all deep yeah. into it. He would play this prank on his friends and this was he he was known for this. They would go somewhere and he would pretend to go to the bathroom. And then he would go out and he would physically move the friend's car somewhere. So he'd lift the car and move it somewhere. <laughs> and then the person Imagine would go out and think that their car that. was stolen. <laughs> Where's my car? And he'd laugh because he picked it up and moved it. That's yeah. how freaking beastly. Have you have you read if like I don't know what his some of his like physical like deadlifting or I don't you know, think what he, he ever did not I don't think he lifted weights. Yeah, can he you just, imagine? He just picked cars up. Yeah, that's, that's we don't his... know what his full capacity was. Yeah. Like, I never he probably never tested himself. Did, like... did they, I don't remember this either. Did they talk about him taking steroids? I imagine he had to if he was in the the WWE run no, or WWF run. No, no, I don't no. even know if he needed them. No, yeah. he didn't take anything. You don't think he took anything? No, I know that. I a hundred percent. He didn't take anything. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Wow. It, it would have. I mean, it. It would have probably killed him much sooner. He, yeah. Remember, this guy was flooded. He had so much mass to with the growth deal with hormone already. and everything. Such a young age. You got you reminded me like I was. You know who else has that disorder? Um, and now they have surgeries and stuff that can solve it. What's his Tony name? Robbins? Yeah, Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony mm. Robbins has it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can always tell kind of the voice. It, it has this like distinctive sort of sound to it. <laughs> yeah. It, so there, he he actually takes something to suppress it, or do you know? What do you, what do you know about? Did he do? Did he do, do, do you know about Tony Robbins? What's his What's his health issues? Yeah, I don't know all the details on that. I I don't know if it was a permanent thing. Uh, oftentimes, isn't a tumor on the pituitary, pituitary yeah, and gland, maybe yeah. it's been removed. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the the tumor is making the pituitary produce incredible amounts of growth hormone yeah. at a young age, and it just keeps going. And so, and then before. 
they knew about the stuff. If you were a, a kid, it was just like you're just a giant. Like, why is my six year old, you know, six feet tall? Yeah, <laughs> and they can't really do anything about wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Tony Robbins had a uh, pituitary tumor at age thirty one. So he grew ten inches in one year. In, at age thirty one. Yeah. Wow, at age inches. thirty one, it was diagnosed. So they discovered it at age thirty one. When did he grow the ten inches? Uh, when he was a teenager. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was oh like, that God. would be. Could you imagine being like thirty years old and all of a sudden the next year you're like ten inches taller? Oh yeah, that would be a weird ass thing. That'd be kind of cool, dude. No, oh, speaking of strong man, I was talking to my friend Dennis. You know, he was one of the founders of Stick Mobility, and he's doing like this really. I always watch his Instagram because he does like really interesting training all the time. I like their stuff. Yeah. And he does it mainly like based off of old timey, like strong men stuff that he, he reads all the time. And like you and me both like, oh, kind of have, stuff, yeah, yeah, we get into that, but he got into, to basically getting into also like neck training and, and jaw training as well. And he was trying to describe it to me, like, you know, in terms of like, what your body has. So if I, my lats are going to cover more of my lower back and then up into, you know, my thoracic, you know, I, you get into like the rhomboids is covering like thoracic, you get up to the traps. It has covers kind of both thoracic into like cervical, but then like the, the last fail safe being, you know, your neck and your jaw, like contributing to that strength uh, in supporting your spine, you know, for your cervical spine. And so, you know, a lot of strong men used to bite on, like they'd be able to lift like 300 pounds oh, with their yeah. teeth. Yeah. And, and it was like sort of this, this, uh, this other component to uh, lifting that uh, has been totally like eradicated. I, I imagine that was part of why Jack LaLanne did that feat. I mean, what would, what would make a fitness guy go, I'm going to do a tugboat with my teeth? Yeah. You know, like it, that's an old, so old timey strongman events oftentimes included something where they would grab something and lift it with their teeth to show how strong they were. So when you showed me that, yeah. My grandfather used to do this. So I, I, you know, I told you guys in my family, like feats of strength is just like a thing, right? Everybody likes doing it or whatever. I remember when I was a kid going to Sicily and, he, and you know, hearing stories of my grandfather, my great grandfather. And, you know, I was into working out. And they're like, oh, this is in your blood. This is why you enjoy doing it. Well, anyway, my grandfather used to do this feat of strength where he would say so he's, he's heavy wooden dining room chairs. And they showed me the chair. Oh, There's teeth marks all over the back of it. He would lift <laughs> it. He would bite the, the back of it and lift the chair with yeah. his teeth. This was my grandfather used to do this. That's wild. To show everybody. Yeah. Uh, and Australia. what's interesting, too, is like when you see some of these old pictures of these guys, like their jaw is just like chiseled, you know, and it's square. And then their teeth are like really pronounced. Like so you can see the divides in them and they're really healthy looking. It's interesting. Oh. Yeah. This uh, our our jaws are so weak compared yeah. to uh, our ancestors because you figure they were chewing meat and they were eating roughage and it was fibrous. It wasn't like, you know, what we have now. So yeah, yeah. Our, our, our all day long. Yeah. So it's really, really strong really jaws. Really soft, you know, weenie faces. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> neck, and, neck and jaw training was a, a part of uh, uh, Mike Tyson's training early on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever seen pictures of his neck? I mean, oh, yeah, his neck was ridiculous. There's probably a re This is probably part of the reason, too, why the, that Jawsercise guy has done so well. It's probably There's uh, some truth to oh, what yeah, he said. There yeah. is. Yeah, that's as, the thing. As gimmicky as it may sound, I mean, I, th I know he's blown up, right? Mm -hmm. So things done well. It seems so ridiculous stuff, but there's got to be some value to it. Yeah. Hey, sure. oh, you know what? I forgot. I want to bring this up. I, I looked up the psychological term for when people go on the wagon and then they go off the wagon. There's What's an actual that? psychological term for this. What's it mean? That's been studied. Okay, so 
When I, when I say go on the wagon, off the wagon, I'm referring to when people, let's say, are on a diet, yeah. and then they decide they're going to go eat a cookie or something, and it ends up turning into a binge, binge yeah. right? Or they you're just go- the, You're off the wagon. Yeah, it's like it's not like a little bit. It's way over the other right, side. Yeah. So there's a psychological term for it called abstinence violation. And <laughs> a, abstinence violation, it's a, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon where because you already broke a hard rule, mm. even though it might be a small break- now that you've broke it, you're that's it. The floodgates are open. Oh no! What matter. does that What does that say? That's not good. I have some. I, I get that. So what is that? Is that, huh? a, is that a bad thing? Well, it's just a psychological phenomenon, and it's a common one. I don't know if it's a bad. It's you, very common. That's. A, I mean, I I have this right. So yeah. if I, I I have something in the house that is I shouldn't eat or whatever like that. Like so. Okay, we had uh, what was it for? I don't even know why we had this. Um, oh, Father's Day. Father's Day. Uh, you know, the the girls all cooked dinner for my my brother and myself and. Uh, and then they also ordered my favorite um, Paris baguette, a blueberry chiffon cake, which I just. <laughs> You're so he's, funny. He's so fancy. Right. <laughs> His desserts always crack. I love it, dude. You get you get all hey, in, dude. She Chad. doesn't eat regular <laughs> yo, desserts. It's like, yo, it's like an ohoy cookie. You know? yes. no, it's, it's fucking some chiffon. Oh, you know? Hey, if <laughs> I'm gonna hey, if I'm gonna do it, dude, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying so. Light candles. Yeah. Yeah. I love hey, it. It's, hey. a, it's so you, dude. I love it. Fuck with that stuff. Paris baguette. That's the company. I don't, we're not sponsored by them. I don't get no plug or kickback for this stuff. Like, that is <laughs> the best cake in the world. I'm like, I'll eat some gummy. Bears. Nah, yeah. see, I can't do that. I just if I'm gonna go, I don't want to. Yeah, but here's like the thing, waste. though. What happens to me is I have a piece of it and I broke the seals, like how I feel. Yeah, about it. yeah. And then I, I'll just I'll finish the cake. You know, just give me the rest of it. It's like it's in the refrigerator. I don't want it to go to I don't want it to go to waste. You know, and I feel like I already broke the seal. <laughs> hey, hey, isn't it funny? Dry out. Isn't it nasty. funny that we will justify our behaviors? Like we'll do it, and, we, and it's like obviously not good behavior, but then we'll justify. It. Oh, oh, I'm not wasting. Yeah, it. totally. Yeah, it's yeah, bad well, for the environment. Well, and I know I'm. Doing that, what 100? I, I see what's going on, so I'm not oblivious. Yeah, to but it. basically, the hallmark of this is that what kept you in abstinence was just sheer willpower, and you've made so much of a big deal of being in this box of strict that anything outside of that is it doesn't well, matter anymore. Yeah, that's, that's what, you, what you find that is like that rigidness, like yes. going into it and like the all in. So that's part of the on the wagon thing, right? Yes. It's just like everything has to it's, go it, specifically. Now, this way. what what does the now the original term that's got to be that had to come from something? What is on the wagon, off the wagon? What's it? What's the origin of that? Doug? It's probably like the Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's off the wagon. Hey, it's no, the, it's, no, it's something the to Donner do. Party. <laughs> something to do. Hey, with, look, let's eat them. Fuck yeah. it, we're yeah. eating one guy. Might as well eat the rest of them. I mean, we're already doing it. Yeah, he's off the wagon. Something to do with that's how they were used to, to carry the alcohol in barrels or some shit like that. Watch. Oh, too. really? Yeah. So oh, that's dope, pretty cool. I right. think I don't know. I could totally be making that up. So I don't know. It sounds sounds right. I yeah. mean that the the psychological phenomenon that you're talking about is that did it, it, the research and stuff come from trying to track figure out people with alcohol or is it in just in general? No, it just it it literally can be applied. I'm gonna look it up. I'll pull up the study. It it can be applied to speaking of alcohol, by the way, two things, Doug, or we'll put it on your to remember for us. Uh I know we're out of the the red stag drink that we all like, because uh, we're going up the Truckee. Mm, so red stag. Red stag mm. And then I do know that we're starting to dwindle away at the Z biotics. So make sure that we bring I know we have, I have some, some Jefferson whiskey I'll bring up for so you. Whoever was up there last put did some damage on it because I thought we had I brought the hunter pack of Z biotics up there and we, <laughs> where'd they all go? Yeah, I mean we're I've not, had like three. Was it me? Yeah, we're not. 
not out, but we're definitely we're definitely dwindling dwindling down. So we're less than a less than a third left. So oh, wow, want, and we and we have the whole family, everybody up there. So I want to make sure that we're, we're talking we're, about Zbotics, bringing yeah, that yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. so we're are you guys up. trying to get smashed up there or what? Well, I'm not trying to get smashed, but I mean, good we're time gonna, and yeah, wake up and be cool, right? We're, we're planning on doing some fly fishing in the morning. Right, just are like, you really? Yeah, yeah just nobody invited me. Fly. Well, we. I don't know. Are you are you a fishing guy? Huh? No, we have an extra pole. then. see, I got the pole to get the vest, everything for you. I'll be working out. We'll outfit you, bro. I'll be in the gym. I'll be working out. Yeah. I'll just be doing curls and looking at myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Just until exactly. you guys get back. Okay, yeah. so I looked it up, right? I looked it up. Abstinence violet, uh, violation effect, so AVE. And basically, the therapist, when they work on it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out alternative coping mechanisms. So you might have issues coping with something. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And here's wow. the on the, the wagon, it. off the wagon. Yes, yes. Started in the 1890s when men who vowed to stop drinking said they would rather ride a water wagon to get a drink of water than resort to alcohol. Ah. Water oh. wagons were commonly seen on the streets at that time. It was a so when a man drank alcohol rather than water, he fell off the wagon. Mm. Ah, that's interesting. Okay. All right, you guys want to hear another? Uh, since we're on the cool facts type of stuff, yeah, yeah. You guys, you cool hear, facts. You want to hear something scary? Yeah. This is true. You ready for this? Yeah. In 1958, a 7,600 pound nuclear bomb, so 7,600 pound nuclear bomb, was lost off of the Georgia coast and has never been found. How <laughs> do you lose? A 7,000-pound bomb. I think bomb. It, a plane was crashing or something that carried it, and yeah. they dropped it to get rid of it. And it's there's a nuke off the coast of Georgia <laughs> that has never been found. That's, it's just chilling. That should it. scare the hell out of you yes. if you live anywhere near there. It's not the only one, but there's other nukes that have been lost, and they're somewhere, and we just don't know. That's true. How? Dude, how can you lose it? And then, like, we have, you send out well, a bro, search party. It goes yeah, in the water. It hits the bottom of the ocean. Who knows? And it's just there. Yeah, but with the technology Don't you we think have that's to, kind of important? So, well, like, bro, terrorists how, can't, we, can't we Can't we read? Don't we have... I mean, we have shit. We could blow up the dirt and be able to hear sound vibrate back to find right. where oil is. We can is. find oil. But yeah, we can find we oil. Find nukes? Right, we can find <laughs> oil thousands of feet under the ground with blowing up dynamite in the dirt. This is cheaper to make Come another on. one. Yes. <laughs> you mean to tell me we don't have, like, like a underwater tool that could tell well, us where a uh, fucking nuclear well, bomb is? Well, no, here's the truth now. Uh, it's the bottom of the ocean. The real we truth is that somebody sold it to another country undercover. And they lost it. it. Yeah. Oh, and we, lost yeah. we lost it, it in the ocean. Hey, All of a sudden, yeah. It fell off the back of the There's truck. a nuclear yeah, yeah. Yeah, powerhouse yeah. Uh, country out of nowhere. Sounds don't, like a hustle to me. Yeah, I don't know. Al-Qaeda, I mean, we lost I like it off the theory. course. Of, yeah. <laughs> no, but, it, but it, we know less about the bottom of the ocean than we do the surface of the moon. I mean, it's, it's so... Like, we just found the uh, Titanic. You right. know how long it took to find the Titanic? Okay, Do you know how many people look for Speaking of the Titanic, conspiracy Jinx. theory. Let's yeah. hear it. What happened? Oh, yeah, so is it the Olympic? You're on the yes, same one? Okay, yes, yeah. I heard this. Yeah. Is uh, it bullshit, or did you look it up? Well, I mean... No, it was a real boat. Like that was like had like similar dimensions to Titanic. So uh, was it Rockefeller? Not Rockefeller. Was it J.P. Morgan? Or yes, Carnegie. J.P. Morgan. Okay. J.P. Morgan. And so the the conspiracy is that all his competitors uh, that were the powerhouses of the day, all the millionaires, billionaires of the day. Uh, he got to, to ride the, the maiden voyage of the Titanic. And so, but he didn't uh, go on the Titanic. 
and basically the, the the conspiracy is is that they basically set it up so the um, uh, the captain w- would go directly into the icebergs because they it, knew that they would sink it, kill the competitor because they were challenging um, J.P. Morgan on the World Bank structure that they were trying to create. Oh. And supposedly he canceled last minute, so he was. Scheduled so he was in, yeah, so he's scheduled, but then pulled out. And then, like, like the night before. It, yeah. But where does it remind me of the, okay, because I, I, I listened to somebody talking about this conspiracy a little bit. What does it have to do with, so the, the, the thought is that they had another boat that was the same size or whatever, the mm-hmm. Olympic, right, as the Titanic. And so, this, this, so there's another conspiracy that says like it it never even sank, <laughs> right? That the Titanic never sank. That it yeah. was really the Olympic that they sunk. Yeah. So it's confusing, mm. but there's lots of running theories with it. Well, but it's, if you really, if you ever want to, really, so funny. You heard? I just heard that. The other if day. you ever really want to trip out, uh, read the, the 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 creature at Jekyll Island. Just go oh, and read yeah, that. I've, yeah, dude. And how they created, how they got sent the central bank. That's what that sent me down a rabbit hole a long time ago. That, and that's true. Yeah, that's they what, literally that's got what, together the Fed started, right? in secret on yeah. Jekyll Island. And, and the way they got the laws passed through and then the opposing senators and stuff and what happened to them. It's well, isn't it wild that, that that's a fishy? That's a private entity, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, so bro. The fact that the, the the government borrows from a private entity just, and and they have a monopoly. On yeah, it means there's yeah, exactly. It means there's a, a handful of people that are bro. We are unbelievably benefiting from. That. We are taking money from a bank that makes our dollars, and then we're paying them interest. Yeah. So the U.S. government. Doesn't make its own money. We take it from a Dude. bank and pay them interest. And James that's the Cameron deal. missed out on a much better movie. Yeah, that's all I'm not saying. The, not the old lady <laughs> yeah. lost the necklace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Like, that was her. Like, like she's like looks at this like gem that's <laughs> worth like trillions of dollars, yeah, and she's like, ah. conspiracy would have like, been way no! better. Yeah. That would have been Why? that would have been way better. Yeah, yeah. paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> She's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I have yeah. I have interesting business news. I was reading today, so I was reading this uh, article on Microsoft right now, and they're they're making some moves right now uh, with Android and phones and the apps, and basically what they are doing to compete with Google and Apple is if you have an, an app through Microsoft and Android that they are not going to take a cut whatsoever. So you guys know that Apple and Google take 30%. So if you have an app and you monetize it and everything like that, like Apple and Google get 30% of your revenues. Microsoft is giving you 100% of your revenues. Wow. That's that's smart. Very smart. It's going to be very interesting to see what that does. Because it's, man, it's so expensive to even develop one, let alone now they're taking a cut once you finally get in the market. Like think about all those things you have to overcome just to be profitable. This is what I love about the competition of markets. Well, you know, and Microsoft is just quietly right below all these companies that we always talk about the apples the googles which are not sexy and well and they're also never in trouble they're never like facebook and like in google and they're always getting all this like uh you know the spying like microsoft doesn't deal with any of that no they just they just make vaccines that (laughs) 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 bill gates no, controlling the, the control population. population. I mean, this is going to be a really interesting play to see uh, what ends up happening, dude. Like, as yeah. far as that, that's going to be that's a big deal. If you're an app developer and you make, bro, a, that's that's a big well, deal. A that's a super, huge deal. Yeah, big incentive. And, and obviously, Android apps, I believe, aren't uh, aren't quite as. Maybe you can look that up. Android apps versus Apple apps, as far as the yeah. uh, the size of the 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 business, right? So I'm how just, many? The market I'm just not share. a fan of the yeah. UI. The, thank you, market share. Yeah. The, the market share that Android has in comparison to Apple. I remember when you and I. Well, were no, Android's much bigger. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. Not no. apps, but don't aren't more phones in the world Android than Apple? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I know it's more open source, right? So they get a lot of different companies that can do more. It's not like as controlled as Apple's platform. They just like, you can't do a whole lot. Wow, looks like I was right. Look at that. Smartphones running the Android operating system hold an 87% share of the global market. Okay, no, that's Android Android phones. I'm not asking that. I'm wanting to know about their app share. The app so market. The app market. So they, the Androids are more phones, but they don't have Apple. I would imagine dom- they've got more apps then. No, I don't th- I think they, I think Apple uh, has that, is the leader. I think, I don't know. I could be completely yeah, wrong, I don't know. So. I mean, it's again, I don't know. I don't, but the thing that I don't mess around why with it's interesting, obviously, Microsoft. obviously, the developer and the 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 entrepreneur benefits from from this. The consumer doesn't really feel the difference, right? So if the unless what happens is they significantly reduce their prices on Android, right? So, oh, you get my app that I developed. You buy it on Apple. I got to charge you nine ninety nine for the app. But if you get it through Android, I can charge you five ninety nine because I'm uh-huh. c- keeping one hundred percent of the profit. Which mm. that will be interesting to see if people start to go. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have to see too if that in- incentivizes people to kind of switch platforms too. I wonder. Yeah, I, I can't find it either. I'm trying to Google yeah. it myself. Yeah, I'll look more into it and then circle back on it. I just read it this morning, so I thought it was interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll get more yeah, detail. Yeah, well, what else was interesting? Uh, I saw that Netflix had just done a deal with Steven Spielberg. Did you guys see that? What are they doing? Oh. Yeah, so basically, I don't know if it's like a three-year deal or how, how long the deal is, but um, basically... He's supposed to produce, I think it's either three to five um, movies uh, within the Netflix platform itself. Really? Yeah, through Amblin, his his company. Now, that- when's the last good Steven Spielberg movie? You guys know? Because I know the classics. He just did one. Did yeah. he? Yeah. What was his last one? Let's see what he yeah, just did. Yeah, a good question. No, he just Because I feel like he did, did great for a while and then afterwards was No, kind of like, bro. He's no, always he's... got fire, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah, Steven. Hold on. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, let's look up recent movies. Because when my, I hear Spielberg, I think E.T. Wish my producer was over on the Yeah, I mean, Indiana right Jones and, uh, <laughs> I mean, but so, so either way, it's, that's a big deal for Netflix to, to grab Spielberg. a director. Like, plus, he was throwing shade at the whole streaming. Player um, one, bro. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, that was, was straight was, fire. That was really super good. good. Yeah, fire. And yeah. you know what's he funny? Did the, he did the post, and so that was 2000, 2018. And you could tell that one. was his. That was a, that was a Spielberg movie. Oh my god, yeah. it was yeah. so so good too. So he's still he's still going to be producing movies through Universal, I believe, as well. Like so, it's like this sort of like he he sort of conceded to the fact that yes, uh, through the pandemic and everything else, it proved like streaming's not going away anytime soon. Like because he was. Uh, I guess the, he was criticizing a lot of uh, the streaming services, like when they're going to get awards for uh, what is it, the Oscars or, or uh, Academy Awards, which whichever one of those, um, and was like snubbing Netflix and you know mm. Amazon and all those like films from being nominated. Oh yeah, so they I mean, have for a it, long, but it, to, to, like about face. Now he's like working with them. I mean, changing dude. Oh the, yeah. no, the changing of the guard is in that we're in the middle. Are you guys following at all? I have no idea what's happening with uh, movie tickets. Like they're back open. I mean, movies yeah. are... You can, I, I mean, I, I've been a few times. I bet you they're tanking. I, I don't know any good movies that are out in the movie theater. Really? Well, and what we're seeing right no, now... Which and we're not. in the summer. What I'm really, usually when the blockbusters... What I'm really curious about is, are we going to continue to see what we've seen through the pandemic and this, this early transition, which is when a movie hits the theater, it also hits HBO Max or Amazon, and you have the option. Yeah. Because that's what's going to be really... I, I still think there'll be a small market for somebody There's who wants to be both. Go, 
I think it, I think it's going to take some time for people to get back to the theaters, but I do think that the, that won't go away. It's a cool date night. Yeah, I mean, I I because we, do. because we've been cooped up for so long, I have had the itch for that. As much as I I think I would do ninety percent of my movie watching from home because I like it that way and I have a setup for that. Yeah. I still think that 10% of the time I would say, Hey, you know what? We haven't been to a movie in a few months. Like let's go do dinner. Let's go we, I get a babysitter. Let's yeah, go do, I still I, enjoy it. Could, I, yeah. I still would enjoy doing that, but nowhere near at the frequency that I was before. No. I, mean, I was a, almost a once a week movie goer. Dude, so yeah. so I'm check tired the, of being at home, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the hell out of home. So check this out. I looked up Spielberg, right? Movies. Did you guys know that there's a, an Indiana Jones project that'll be released in 2022? Yeah. And there's a West Side Story in 2021. Did you guys ever watch oh, West Side really? Story? Long time ago. Great, yeah. great. It's a musical, musical. right? So, so good, though. I, okay, who, the Indiana Jones, is it through? Who's that through? Is it, is, is, who owns that originally? Well, Spielberg's. It's Universal. That. And it's also, Universal. Like, George Lucas and Spielberg both connected on that. I think George Lucas wrote it. So, so then is that connected to Disney? Like, where will it stream? Oh, is yeah, it I going don't know. to stream? So uh, where will it stream? Good question. Probably either Universal or maybe it's going to be on Netflix. And I really feel like the what's what we're seeing, which I like. At least I'm really enjoying it with Disney right now is this whole idea of taking iconic movies and characters and then building spinoffs of yes. it. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, Loki is just, I'm so like into that show right now. I'm gonna, uh, they are doing dude, such Loki's a great. I'm going to sell so- my idea right now because I want someone to make this <laughs> damn movie. I want someone to make this. Yeah. Okay, I'm wearing a shirt right here. Yeah, Mickey's we, we talked about this. Make a Rocky spinoff where we see Mickey as a yeah. boxer growing up, old, you know, Irish immigrant, right. uh, you know, fighting in the dirty days of boxing, you know, where there were no rounds and leading up to him, you know, owning his own gym. Yes. Tell me you wouldn't watch that shit. Oh, you're so it. cute. That would be so awesome. <laughs> I would totally watch it, bro. Totally. Yeah. I would watch it too. Mickey is one of my favorite characters. I, I, he's iconic. I, I mean, yeah, I've, I'm not going to debate that. but I He do, was an old, but, angry Man, I feel like we're talking about when you talk about um, Marvel, when you talk about Indiana Jones, when you talk about Star Wars, it's you're talking about. I feel like it's like uh, uh, apples and oranges. Like it's not the same. It's not like Rocky. Rocky was the Rocky franchise kept going. Yes, and and if you cater to the the hardcore fans by doing a Mickey story, are you kidding me? You got guaranteed. The reason why I say that is, and I'm not okay. I'm just. I know I'm offending all the fucking Italian people like you that (laughs) worship Rocky. Mickey's Irish, but there's 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 something about like the the uh, the mystery behind uh, characters in these crazy movies like Star Wars, like like, that you could take a guy like Mandalorian who doesn't. that's why the prequels and didn't land for me because it was all trying to lead up to like Darth Vader, like the big reason yeah. why Darth Vader became who he was. And I just felt like it didn't it didn't have enough. Like it just they just didn't they didn't nail it. So that's my fear of something like the Rockies, that it's not enough. Like, yes, that would be cool. Yes, I like the whole idea of that. But their character isn't intriguing enough that you could build a 12 part you know, multiple seasons. Mickey's series. not intriguing enough. No, not oh. not, not like a Mandalorian. Own- not like a Mandalorian. Not like a Loki. Not like something that you can build this crazy creative uh, like angle and listen, twist. Some, there's listen, some pretty creative writers out there. If you disagree with Adam, leave a comment. <laughs> Let him know what you. I want to see it happen. Of course, I'm hey, I want to see it happen too. I'm just saying yeah. it's like yeah, remember man, the stories you're trying told? to take. You're trying to make a leap 
comparing Rocky to Bro, the okay. uh, Loki yeah. and Star Wars. First of all, and, I'm a and you should know it, better. No, it's different. It's a different animal, but yeah. I still want to see it happen. Yes, and I'm a boxing historian, and let me That's tell it. you, those early <laughs> years of boxing, I love it. Right, self-proclaimed. <laughs> yes, yeah, self-proclaimed. I just couldn't say. That, <laughs> thank you. I like the history of boxing, bro. Those early days of boxing, there were no rounds. In order to win, you essentially had to kill someone. Do you know some of these fights went for like yeah. fifty rounds, and they just beat the shit out of an old Irish these Irish immigrants. Well, this is how these they were settled debates. Like, yeah, yeah, and and it was uh, honor and whatever. But anyway, remember the stories you were telling Rocky how the guy put the nail in his in his, his glove and glove. punched holes into his face. Yep. And, oh, see, I want to see those stories happen yeah. in real life. Oh, it would be great. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to make you a greasy, fast Italian tank. It, it could be really cool. You're going to eat, yeah. what is it? Eat remember remember that movie, uh, Far and Away? Uh, uh, that was a great movie. It was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, it could be kind of like that. That was a, did you like that movie? I, you know, I vaguely remember. I know I watched it. But remember I, Tom Cruise? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was an Irish immigrant boxer. Yeah. And he's kicking It was a long ass. movie, too. It was like three and a half hours. It was long, it? but I really liked it. I liked Such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Such one of those ones that's like uh, you, you have to watch it at least once, but I don't know yeah. if I've watched it more that's, than It wasn't quite a, like a Rocky for us, uh, you know, Irish people, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> it was okay. Like, <laughs> like, come on, Tom Cruise, he's a good actor, but he's, you know, he's not a tough guy. He's no. short. No, he's, he's yeah, short. He's, he's, he's like a little five five. That doesn't mean you're not tough. squeak. I know some short guys will kill a lot of five five guys. Is, is Pipsqueak? Is that uh, social? Yeah, acceptable? that's when Nicole Keenman. She was man. She was. I had a big crush on her. Remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's nice to look at. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Wajess88. If you have a hard time activating and focusing on your non-dominant side, should you be doing extra reps on that side? Uh, not extra reps, but rather focus more on control, slow your reps down, and focus on stability, and use the weak side as the guide for the strong side. So in other words, that's the side that dictates the reps and the weight that you use. What they're at, I'm confusing the question. They're asking, should they do the side that's weaker? Yeah, yeah more reps. Like to trying to bring it up, up with reps. Oh. Uh, but, you know, the, by the way, and get it activated. oftentimes the, the weaker side, sometimes it actually has less muscle, but oftentimes muscle mass-wise, they're almost the same. Mm -hmm. It's weaker because you're less connected to it. That's right. right. So focus on the connection to it, and then and, and, and you can totally do this. You know, There's a famous story of, uh, God, wh who was this? Damn, who's the boxer? It was an, there was another boxer who he broke his right hand and had to practice with his left and ended up becoming a great left-handed boxer as a result because he always practiced with his left. Mm -hmm. So you can take your non-dominant side and bring it up quite a bit. You just have to slow down you know and focus what? on the connection. I'm glad you picked this question, and that's good for us to kind of go on this tangent a little bit with this because we have discussed this multiple times, and I think it was me originally who talked about like how I would solve this with clients. But something that we didn't address that you just brought up that I think is really important is – the side that is is less dominant that feels technically weaker it's a lot of times it isn't that it's just yeah, you, yeah poor poor connection or you have limited range of motion that and it's it's not necessarily a muscle thing and part Could be of a postural thing and too one of the things you got to be careful with and we've said this right use the the non-dominant side to dictate how many you do on the other side 
But here's the thing, when I'm doing that, right, or when I, especially when I was doing this early on in my career, when I had discrepancy to left and right on bicep curls, is my right side that is less dominant, um, I could still get, let's say, you know, 10, but the last two were like sloppy looking. So it wouldn't, it's not going to help you very much to do eight really beautiful form and Good then form. two sloppy ones yep. and then come over and get match 10 yep. yeah. because you're what you you're still playing into that so the, it's so good that you brought that up because we haven't discussed the importance of that that you need to stop it the moment right. the form breaks down that is that's the end of the you rep. have to be a lot more intentional with that yeah so it's not just about reps or just about like catching it up it's it's really about connecting to it and how to do that by setting up your body in good position and having good mechanics all the way through and so just you know slowly going through that squeezing a bit more like you know taking your time with it maybe going slower with your reps too uh and and then you know whatever that side does dictates the other side and then also uh you know this also highlights you should go in and whatever the 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 closest joint is and address potential mobility issues there so you know, and see if you if there is a clear discrepancy between left and right. I mean, I just shared that post from uh, Andrew Spina, right? Is it Andros? Andros or Andrew? I always say Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. We know you. who you're talking Andrew about. Andrew Spina, right? Um, and I absolutely love his content. He made it, he did this post that said, you know, if you have, uh, you know, 60% capacity in your left hip and 40% capacity in your right hip, uh, no amount of glute exercises is ever going to balance that out like you have to address the uh, your ability to control each joint equally so in, in order to balance the, the the muscle out and keep yourself from shifting left or right in a squat the same thing is true when we're talking about what we're talking about right now where there's a discrepancy left or right, right. That, if you have a one forward shoulder it, you know it's gonna it's gonna affect the other shoulder as well or your yeah your chest yeah and there's this this fear i think sometimes when people do this kind of unilateral training that they're going to lose their max performance in their barbell exercises. I learned this firsthand recently. I had stopped squatting for months because I had an issue with my SI joint on one side and my back was kind of starting to hurt. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do four months of lunges and single leg exercises, essentially unilateral type stuff or split stand stuff, and then see what happens. And I did balance myself out quite a bit, went back to squats and came out stronger. You know what's funny about that? Who cares though? Anyways, it's so funny. Unless unless you're, I know, but <laughs> you lift more. Who cares? <laughs> care. Like why? That to me, it's like so funny that unless you are a power lifter, uh, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. You're, who cares? Who cares if my barbell squat did drop 200 pounds? It doesn't fucking matter. If you if you fixed an imbalance and you got strong doing Bulgarian split squats, that's a huge win. Even if you yeah. lost 10 percent of your barbell back squat, this I and I, I really blame. This is a, one of the things I don't I don't like. It's been a while since I've, we've harped on CrossFit. The when I remember when CrossFit got introduced to our space. Before you know, I didn't know what a PR was, so I was, a, I was a trainer for at least five six years. Never heard the term PR in my life. Didn't yeah. know what that was. Didn't know yeah. what. Didn't know what. I that, thought it was public relations. That's so, what it uh, That's what I thought. Like, that's what I thought. Who's your PR agent? Yes. I don't know. I did not. I've never heard. Did you guys remember hearing that before? I never no. heard that. Not the term PR. Max. No, it was I, Max. I heard, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah. What's your max? And even then, a lot of people didn't talk about maxing out that often. No. It wasn't no. a common thing that you heard in the it was gym. Just us bros. But it became yeah. very popular to be hitting PRs and talking about that all the time. That now everybody looks at that as their measure of success of like, Oh, I'm, you know, I moved my bench press or my barbell squat up. Well, if you, if you moved your barbell squat up by 20 pounds, 
but you still have fucking shit mobility mm-hmm. or your ankles yeah. bothering you yeah, here or your hip. Who cares? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you're the average person who just wants to look good, feel good, build a little muscle, lean out. You can do all of those things and lose your barbell back squat strength and still uh, and still kick ass at all those things. Mm-hmm. So it's well, like, who cares? Yeah. The market for knee sleeves and elbow sleeves and all that, they care. Yeah. And Ben Gay. Yeah. Next question is from Demoose134. Can meditation help increase muscle gains? Yeah, absolutely it can. Okay, so why? Now, is there a direct effect? Not necessarily, but let's examine what meditation has a profound effect on. Mm. Stress, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Chronic stress, chronic moderate, low to moderate levels of stress, raise cortisol. Cortisol in the short term produces energy, but in the long term eats away at muscle and promotes fat storage. It's a it's a, a stress hormone. So it's burning energy, but also over time, it's going to make sure that you burn less calories, become more efficient, and store more calories as body fat because, again, it's a stress response. Stress lowers testosterone, decreases insulin sensitivity, lowers growth hormone. Of course, it affects your sleep and the quality of sleep. Do all of those things have negative effects uh, or affect muscle gains at all? Absolutely. So if meditation improves your quality of life and reduces your stress, then the effects are higher testosterone, better insulin sensitivity, lower cortisol, better sleep, and therefore the results of that will be you'll build more muscle. So there's obviously there's tons of science to support um, this, that, that, that this is a fact. Now, what's tough, and Justin and I were talking off air about this the other day. That about I, meditation? Yeah, that I want, we actually were. And, uh, and weird, cause, well, Justin was talking about how he just like, it's not my thing. Like, I just, I hate it. But here's, a, everybody thinks that you need to get in a quiet, dark room and cross your legs, close your eyes and hum. Yeah. You know, for, go, yeah, it's like, <laughs> no. it, 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 you can, you can walk and meditate. It's just about being present. You can fish and meditate. Exactly. It's about being super hyper focused and present in the moment, in the now, not stressing out about months before or what's to come. It's literally being in yourself in that moment and time and not allowing all these other distractions around you. And so that can look different for many people. And the practice of that is going. It's going to do a lot more than just build muscle yeah. for you. Building muscle is, is one of the the, the byproducts mm-hmm. of that, but it's also got tremendous value outside oh, of that. Yeah, creating that space where it, you know it's it's this quiet, intentional. Uh, you're in, you're very present. Like for me, like I was talking to Adam about this, it was it was archery, and 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 so that was something where I'm out in nature. I'm by myself. You know, I set up a target and I'm just kind of slowly mechanically going through the process of, of, you know, aiming. And then now I'm looking at it for quite some time. I'm trying to really like slow my heart rate down. I'm breathing really slow. I'm hyper focusing on in one direction. And uh, it, it's just for me, it's a practice. And so like I, I utilize that as breath control. I utilize that as, you know, being very like hyper focused in one thing. And, uh, you know, everybody has their own way of kind of dealing with this. And and there's, again, it's great to be able to kind of get to a place where you can, you know, kind of get in that meditative, like space where you're anywhere. Like that, that, that's the ideal uh, way to do it. Um, but it, for sure, in terms of like countering stress 
and, and and bringing that down, we've seen so much result from that. And one of one of the clear examples of that was when I was up in Stanford and I was watching uh, Corey Schlesinger when he was still there before he went to the Suns, and he had like every one of his athletes uh, monitored uh, with their stress, yeah, and was he dope. was able to kind of look at all their levels like all day long. And in in write programs that were very specific to mm. what they needed based on what you know what state of stress their their body was in, and they got tremendous results. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and ironically, the the Suns are going to go all the way. Uh, there you go. How crazy! Uh, is our that? boy is killing it. No, yeah. I'll tell you. So cool. It's one of the main reasons why I'm so consistent with working out. For me, it's so meditative. I literally, and this is why you guys see me when I come in here, even when we're all working out. Oftentimes, I'll put my headphones on. It's not because I prefer the music in my headphones than to the in the gym. It's it's it blocks everything me, else out. It puts me more yeah, yeah. in that meditative state. Hundred percent. And it's it's the most meditative thing that I do. It makes me very present. I oftentimes don't think about anything else. So it's an hour of being present, and it has profound effects on me mentally and psychologically, which I know uh, can you know, will benefit me. So, and by the way, if you are on a health and fitness journey long enough, you're going to end up here. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, you can yeah, focus you all you want on nutrition. You, you can focus on exercise. Then maybe you'll look at sleep. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you're going to get to this spiritual practice, which meditation would fall under, because at some point, you're gonna, it's going to lead you there because this actually is the root of most health. It's the root. Because as we're present, here's why. I'm gonna, I'll, make a, I'll make sense of it. When you understand presence and how to be present and you've kind of, I don't want to say mastered that, but it's something that's a part of your practice. Your diet is naturally more balanced. Mm -hmm. Your workouts are naturally more balanced. Your sleep is much better. It actually contributes to everything in ways that everything else doesn't necessarily contribute to everything else. Yeah. Next question is from Chai Latte. How do I get rid of shoulder winging? What sort of problems will I face if I don't address it? Well, let's talk about the problems first. Okay, so the scapula and the way that it moves, right? The way that it retracts and elevates and rotates and wings and all that stuff is a very important part of shoulder function. So when you look at the shoulder and your ability, like if I were to reach up with my arm and prevent my scapula from rotating up, I'd, I'd be very limited with my movement. Any further movement requires scapular mobility, for example. It's a very important part of shoulder movement. So if your shoulder blade is unstable, mm -hmm. you will develop shoulder problems. Aesthetically, you'll develop muscular issues as well, but you're going to have shoulder pain and shoulder problems. Okay, So here's an easy way to work on this. Uh, try this first because you want to do this without resistance before you start to do this with resistance. Practice a front lat spread. This is a, a pose in bodybuilding. This particular pose, you know, when bodybuilders make their lats come out, that is that movement requires the scapula to come in and come out. So rather than wing back, right, it's externally rotating and flattening out. Practice that. Once you can start to kind of get that movement, then what you can do is you can put your hands up against the wall, you can bring your shoulder blades back, and then round your shoulders into a lat spread. And just practice that movement, get that down, yeah. and then you can make the resistance more challenging by going uh, on a decline and then, of course, Yeah, I like that and just scapular circles, mm -hmm. you know, and just like really like adding tension to that. So we start building in that, that added support by being able to recruit, you know, the musculature around it. You so. did that in the webinar, right? Yeah. So that's the direction I would point you guys. I was smirking at Sal when he was talking about that because, uh, I've worked with a lot of clients that are like higher level, uh, you know, trying to compete, right? So your competitors 
And one of the hardest things to teach somebody who's even been working out for 10 years and wants to compete Very hard. is to teach a lat spread. So I'm over here laughing because I'm like, you just yes. told our audience to like practice a lat spread, which is fucking hard to do for a lot of people. I find it very easy to do because we've been training this for a very long time. And it's I think it is a great way to help this. But if you've got somebody with a winging scapula or if you're an average person who's just really getting into fitness, learning to do a lat spread is one of the hardest poses for anybody to do. You're so. going to have to learn it though. You, you <laughs> yeah, know, you, you can yeah. do all the scapular you know, circles you want, but you're going to have to learn that connection, that movement of spreading your lats or rounding the shoulders forward and flattening the scapula. Yeah. You have to learn that. At I mean, I, I like taking like a really light uh, seated row and exaggerating the forward and the retraction. Let it yeah. pull forward. Yeah, yeah let it. That's... Let the shoulders completely roll forward and then completely the roll back. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, so a seated cable row. Let the the shoulders completely roll forward, which will give you that flare that Sal's kind of talking about, and then retract and roll back. And it's a lightweight. And then put emphasis on the both ends, right? So as I'm I'm out. I'm going to I'm going to let it be stretched out for a few seconds, a little 3 to 5 seconds or reach out with it. Yeah, right. So so and then and then after that I'm going to come back in and I'm going to squeeze and at the end I'm going to hold for 3 to 5 seconds. So create those those uh, isometric uh, portions of the movement and do that with a weight that's relatively light. And you can do that with a band too, so bands work for this, but I think the cable is a is a great place to start. Um, that's probably the place I would start somebody. Now, of course, I would love to get them to a place where I could have them stand and then be able to do that. I but. mean, have you guys worked with people who have winging scapula? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, one pre of the it's pretty common. It's one of the harder things to correct. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's a very challenging thing to, cor to correct because connecting to that movement can be you know so damn hard and but they, once you get it you get it yeah yeah and you have to and the person should know this too like you know be ready for your bench and shoulder press and a lot of these movements that you you're used to doing to probably regress a little bit to get good at that mm -hmm. because you've probably got good at the you know as sal talks about the hunt and peck method you know so your your pattern of movement if you've been exercising with a winging scapula for a long time now trying to get you to to move that correctly and and then go do these exercises you're used to be ready for you to have to reduce weight and don't let that stop you from doing this next question is from spretzel 28 is there any benefit in taking a non-stim pre-workout so pre-workout that doesn't include stimulant i'll tell you what try you do that more often than not right I, well um no i do these days because of the sleep the stuff i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, caffeine yeah before <laughs> yeah. before your son i would He's say like, you, i'm on a fedra now yeah. yeah before your son i'd say you almost always did non-stop yeah or, so now and I doug do, i know is is also a doug probably the most now yeah he yeah. he requests that every time we try order. legion non-stim uh pulse and tell me that you don't notice something now is it going to be the same as taking caffeine no but uh the compounds in there you t definitely notice a difference in performance. There's other things you can do, by the way, to improve your performance that don't are not stimulant. Like mm, drink, drink more water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like before one. you work out, drink more water. If you're somebody who has a, a low carb diet or a low processed food diet, drink a f nice big glass, a I'm, bottle of element. I was just going to say, I was going to push to the Oh element. yeah. Yeah. Drink element, get that sodium in you because you're, you're probably need it and you, then go work out. Is that technically how to say, cause you say it all the time on the podcast. And I wonder how many people go online and go E L E M E T. It's L M N T, but yeah, element is what yeah, they're trying to say. L M N T is the company. Yeah. And so, and but that reminds me why we're talking about this. Cause we have a, a large YouTube audience, uh, YouTube audience now that uh, didn't know about the show before. One of the easiest things. So we, we talk about so many things that we work with and partners. If you go to Google and go and Google mind pump partners, 
a link will pop up with every partner that we work with, all the discount codes on anything. So for the audience that doesn't know that, one of the easiest ways to find it, it's on our website, but you have to kind of dig and look for it. Easiest thing to do is Google Mind Pump Partners and any yeah. company that we work with or talk about pops up. I think some of the benefit, by the way, of taking something before you work out. So I'll tell you guys a story. When I was a kid and I started working out, I, I was into supplements immediately. I always thought it was this cool thing that could you know, improve my performance and build muscle. And I was always studying and looking for ways. Well, anyway, back in those days, the only supplement, this is what I'm talking about, I'm 15. The only thing I had access to was in my parents' cupboard and it was, uh, what was it? It was a vitamin C packet. I, emergency, I think it was called. You guys remember those? It was oh, like yeah. a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. And I would take it before I work out. So, and, and I, I would definitely notice improvements in my performance. Now, it's not because vitamin C improves your performance. It doesn't. But it was the ritual of it. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said about ritualizing yeah. your actions before you work out. Mm -hmm. Taking something like a pre-workout or glasses of water with sodium. Those actually have some benefits. But part of the benefit is also the ritual. Like I'm preparing for this. I, particular I would workout. almost make the case or argument that majority of the benefits of a lot of supplements is it's placebo is simply that mm -hmm. is and i know this the I know ritual. for my for myself my clients like oh i'm spending 200 and some dollars a month on all these supplements if i'm taking all of them i'm gonna be yeah i don't want to waste them so i want to make sure i'm working out i want to make sure i'm eating better and stuff like that so i i think that a, a lot of the benefits that you see from a lot of well that's how i feel especially if you're asking about non-stim uh, to me, it's it's really it's a belief system we're talking about now. You know, <laughs> like like I believe this is gonna work for me, uh, unless you're like super deficient in some of those uh, nutrients. I don't understand like what that really does. Well, for did you, you now? Are, have you noticed? Because I know Adam did it, but have you noticed the LMNT? Are you taking? Oh, that the LMNT for sure. Because well, that's different because that should be deficient. Yeah, you could be that, very deficient in sodium deficient and also yeah, like retaining a good amount of water to to help. You I know, mean, we've talked about this on the show. Promote for, performance. By the way, by the way. Real quick, sodium with creatine increases its absorption and utilization. Did you guys know that? I didn't. Know I just learned that. So sodium is a, sodium with creatine will make you utilize more of the creatine. Oh, that's so you don't have to do sugar. You could do sodium. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about this on the show for a long time. That you know, number one thing always is diet first with with before supplements. Supplements are such a small percentage of of your results. And then before you get into performance supplements, build muscle, burn body fat, whatever type of supplements, always addressing all the things, the essential things that you need, right? And non-essential even, like your macro, micronutrients. If you're deficient anywhere, and by the way, those are the cheapest ones, okay? Yeah, I know. To go pick up some vitamin D if you're lacking that or C or or B, B vitamins, that stuff is cheap as fuck. So it's super cheap to get that stuff. And that that will do more for most people just by getting true. getting what you need that your body was wanting from you to to operate optimally. You'll get great muscle building, fat burning, health, energy, all those benefits from getting all that balanced than you will taking the latest, greatest fat burner, muscle builder supplement that's on the market. So you know, I always say there for food first, then after you're consistent with your food, where is it that I lack, you know, and the so that's why I think the sodium is such a game changer for yeah, so many that's people. That's an essential nutrient. Because, you know, the point that you make that's so true is that if you go from somebody who eats out and then you go onto a diet and you make a, a new lifestyle change to eating healthier, just by you switching from eating fast food, 
which is crazy the amount of sodium that you get from from fast food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all all fast food, even healthy like Chipotle and stuff like that. If you eat out a super lot- Super high in sodium. Super high in sodium. And then all of a sudden you decide you're going to start making your meals and making healthier, better choices. Even if you salt the shit out of it, it doesn't even come yeah. close to the amount of sodium they pack in it. So real quick, you can become somebody who's eating healthy, exercising really well, but not getting enough sodium. And you feel that stuff. I think that's why so why it's doing so well with this. I mean, LMNT is like for sure one of the, the number one things, which we would I would have never thought. I know. But again, you probably take it and you feel it. You know, you feel I, the difference. I, what's so, so funny too is that, I'm sure you guys have experienced this. I've always recommended to my endurance athletes to add a little bit of salt to yep. the water because yeah. they all notice, yeah, pink salt. Yes, and what's funny is I never applied it to myself. Yeah, you know, and now that I do, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Well, yeah, because I always associated it with like endurance running or yes. like you know some kind of long winded workout. But like, yeah, if if you're eating that way, like clean, and you're trying to like focus on whole foods that aren't like processed or anything, it's it's a massive difference between what you're yeah. eating before to now. And speaking of micronutrients, uh, I supplement with you know five to 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. I get my blood tested relatively regularly mm-hmm. and my vitamin D right in the middle. So it's very interesting where as some people, we need more vitamin D and others not as much. I thought taking so much vitamin D at some point I have to reduce it. No, I'm right in the middle and I take a shit ton of it yeah. all the time. And that's because I do, you know, blood tests. Look, if you like our content, and you probably do because we're awesome, head over to mindpumpfree.com. We got lots of free giveaways for you, guides that help you burn body fat, will help you build muscle, work on specific body parts. Again, it's mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So you can find Justin at mindpumpjustin. Me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.